and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here you hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. Uh, I'm your host, Fred. Welcome. Uh, first off, I want to thank everyone who tuned in last week for a Begathon special, especially for everyone who contributed to WMPG uh, financially or, you know, with other support. Thank you all. Your rapt ears and financial support make the radio station happen, and it's great to know so many people do really want to hear drama on their radio, and uh, I hope to not disappoint. If you missed the show, be sure to check out www.radiodramarevival.com. Uh, I've got the podcast up now. It's also on iTunes. If you search for Radio Drama Revival under the podcast area, you will we'll find it indeed. And uh, go to the website anyways. I've been blogging about some interesting uh, media items, the XM and Sirius merger, for example. Uh, I've also been reviewing some of the interesting listening I've been up to. Uh, also got pictures from last week's drama. If you want images to go with the wonderful worlds uh, we had last week, uh, thanks everyone again. We had Jessica Lockhart as the engineer, Stephanie Sample as playing herself, some great voice actors, uh, sound effects, and it was just a really wonderful time. Uh, fun for everyone and a little bit of cash for the station. So uh, thank you all again. Moving on to today's piece, it is a radio drama, but it's a form that's pretty rare. Uh, the mockumentary form. Uh, Alan, this is Spinal Tap, or Best in Show, but in the audio form. It's about a superhero who is, well, maybe a little more human than super. Another great piece from the Great Northern Audio Theater, who perform most of their stuff live for the Convergence uh, Science Fiction Convention held in Bloomington, Minnesota every July. It features a really great cast, uh, an or- great orchestration, and I think you'll really enjoy this sort of comic super misadventure. Uh, here is Super Pal. Calm down, calm down. We all know you and the press are very busy with the Prairie Kennel Classic today. I'm, I'm just going to give you what I got, and then I'll entertain a few questions. Um, okay? Uh, good. The mayor's office, uh, that's my office, was contacted this morning by Dr. Theremin Schutz of Big City's Blundercliff Observatory, confirming the reported sighting of a possible comet the size of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which at this time is headed on a collision course with Big City and its surrounding environments, and should arrive here, or somewhere in the vicinity, between the hours of 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Uh, that's uh, Central Daylight Savings Time. Uh, at this time, we have no plans to go to disaster threat crisis level magenta or cancel the Shriners Day Parade. Questions? Uh, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor. Uh, yes, uh, you, uh, over yeah, there. Uh, uh, yes. yes, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Jim Legume of the Big City Sentinel. Yes, uh, fine paper. Love your comic section. Uh, thank you. Do you know how fast the comet is coming? Uh, do you have an idea what it's made of, and do you know who sent it? Uh, look, we've got our best people, best scientists working on this. Uh, that's all I can say at this time. Is the military involved? Uh, of course the military's involved. Military's involved in everything. Look, at this point, the comet is just a faraway blip on the lens of a telescope. You can't even see it with your naked eye. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, Katie Rumba, CNN, uh, is the comet itself naked? Uh, no, um, 
my eyes naked, not the comet. And if the comet is naked, can we characterize this nude comet as a moral threat as well as a disastrous threat to the heartland of the homeland of America? I uh, certainly don't want to over-characterize the situation at this time, but nor do I want to rule anything out. Hmm. We just have to hope for the best. God willing. Thank you. Uh, uh, Follow-up question. Uh, Do you think this is a job for a super pal? We both have addictive personalities. I think a lot of strong people do. I was addicted to quaaludes, and he was addicted to throwing buses. Charisse Bent, friend of super pal. He used to throw buses all over the place. I think it was an anger thing myself. I used to say to him, you know, super pal, I do downers because I'm mad at my mom. Maybe you throw buses because you're mad at your mom. And he used to get all agitated about that and say, no, he throws buses because there's bad guys in them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. People are always asking me, what's super pal up to now, man? Have I seen him lately? I say, I don't know. What am I, his mother? And they say, hey, could I get a hold of him? I say, well, I don't know, I guess. I mean, it depends on who's asking. I mean, he's got a lot of people looking for him. Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor. Look, look, folks, at this point, I don't see this comet business as being a superhero kind of situation. I really don't. You got something flying through space, it could hit something, it could miss. I mean, it's not breaking any laws. So, Mayor Minions, this is not a superheroic situation. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah. I was the duty nurse on call there at the obstetrics ward, Stickville Municipal Hospital, just outside a big town, you know. Uh, that's Minnesota. Oh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, Superpel wasn't a large baby. Oh, no. But he did grow. He glowed bright blue. His little ears... His little bottom, his little... Oh, well, you know, you know, everything just lit right up. Uh, really quite a sight. I, I don't see Super Pal as being just another superhero. Arnie Stortz, Super Pal's occasional agent and publicist. He's got a, a track record, a, a long track record. He's got a body of work that speaks for itself. You want a quote? I've got a quote for you. Here's what I've got for you. Now write this down. Super Pal's a very special person. He's a special superhero. He's extremely talented, extremely good. Uh, he's the best at what he does. He's a weapon for good. The comet has come across the universe on a counterintuitive off-season excursion rate trajectory. And it's speedy, too. It made the Kessel Run in under eight and one-half parsecs. Its official name is 2005 Scorpius NRS815, but we're calling it Comet Skippy. Is that named after the peanut butter? No, no, no. This comet is a heavenly body like other bodies from the heavens. It is attracted to other similarly heavenly bodies, even at preposterously long distances. I believe that is what we have here. I mean, gravity isn't just a good idea, it's the law. A little, little scientist humor there. Is, uh, is the attraction long-term, uh, a committed attraction, or just an overnight thing? I, I can't speculate regarding its ambitions, but I can speculate that Comet Skippy most likely has no moral or sexual intentions toward the Earth at this time. Are you saying the Comet's homosexual? Well, it's a lifestyle we cannot rule out. 
Extra, extra, read all about it. Naked homosexual comet headed for big city. He's a giver. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a giver. Not a taker. He's a uniter, a connector, a combiner, a blender, a blender, a joiner, a cultivator, a welder of truth. Again, super pal agent Arnie Stortz. But he's also a businessman. He's got overhead, he's got things to do, he lectures, he does personal appearances. He doesn't do animal balloons anymore. He can't just take anything that comes along. That's why I'm here. He's a protector, and I'm here to protect the protector. Yeah, you know what I mean. Otherwise, he'll overdo it. Well, here's the deal on that. I mean, I love Super Pal. I really do. You know, we've had... You know. It's just that, like, Super Pal just overdoes everything. It's like, well, come on. One time I touched him for a loan. You know, I just said, you know, Super Pal, could I just borrow a couple of bucks? And he goes out and finds a lump of coal, puts it in his fist, crushes the hell out of it, and makes the biggest damn diamond you've ever seen, and gives it to me. And I'm like, geez, all I wanted was some pantyhose and a Coke. He got my kitty out of the tree. Dr. Scientist! Mrs. Schultz! Yes, 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 you there. Yes, Katie Rumba, CNN, the most trusted news that news people trust. When you say that the comet that is now presently approaching Big City is becoming larger, how big would you characterize large to be? Well, uh, as the comet approaches Big City, it will appear to get much bigger and bigger, which eventually will appear larger than what we scientists would term big, uh, thereupon getting larger than what we deem large, until the comet uh, becomes what we would characterize as uh, huge. What's bigger than huge? Charisse. Yeah, Super Pal. He's got the costume. It's blue and red and stuff. Like every other superhero, they all have their outfits, so he has his. It's like his brand, his trademark, you know? Once we were flying over to Crab King to get something to eat, and I said, don't you have anything else to wear? And he said, no. I don't think I've ever seen him out of the costume. Well, not in public, anyway. One time I got him out of the tights, but he kept the cape on, which was fine. Uh, Dr. Schutz, yes, yes. well, one more question. Uh, what, what is bigger than huge? Uh, uh, this we have not seen in the modern era, but I would say the uh, next bigger thing than huge is uh, gigantic. Uh, do you think Super Pal could beat up the comet if he wanted to? Well, I don't know. I would not want to put words in Super Pal's mouth. Uh, Katie Rumba, CNN here. What would you put in Super Pal's mouth? I saw Super Pal put a nuclear bomb in his mouth one time, man. Super Pal's oldest and bestest childhood friend, Ed. He just popped a thing in his mouth, down it went, and blam! You know, a little bit of smoke, and I was like, man, Super Pal, that must have really stung. Are you okay? You want something for your stomach? He said, nah, he's fine, and then he burped, blam, again. Nuked the neighbor's dog, man. Bark, glow, bark, glow, bark, glow. You could see that dog coming from a mile away for about two years. I was glad I was standing up wind. You know, we had a lot of good times when we were kids. I mean, our relationship is a little looser than like other non-super relations, you know? It's a little more trusting, a little more giving. We're like, it's all cool. I told Super Pal he can see other women, and I can see other superheroes. Super Pal, Super Pal, yeah, of course she's a possibility. He's in the mix. You can't tell right now. 
This comet, Skippy, could require up to five or six superheroes working in tandem. If that's the case, if we're dealing with a MSA... Uh, Mayor Minions. Mayor, Mayor Minions, Katie Rumba, CNN. Uh, when you say MSA, are you referring to a multiple superheroic yes. action? Yes, I am. What superheroes are you considering? All I can say at this point is that we've got a number of calls out. We feel we have plenty of options available. We've got eight hours. We're going to get through this comet thing. My office feels really, really very good about where we're headed with this. Arnie Stortz. A couple, three years ago, we decided that Superpal needed a little more visibility. He was doing well locally, stopping pickpockets and keeping strollers from rolling out into traffic. But we thought, let's do a talk show or two. Let's do radio. And then let the pieces fall where they may. And then he started talking about websites. Mr. Mid, does your reluctance to call Super Pal have anything to do with your publicly issued, strongly worded statement that you, as mayor of Big City, felt that Super Pal mishandled the Water Tower Cat in the Tree orphanage incident of 1997? Hey, you know as well as I do that that's still in the courts. I'm not saying anything about that. It wouldn't be prudent. It wouldn't be fair to all the litigants, especially the cat. I just question sometimes if he's a... Team player, that's all. Let me finish. This isn't Metropolis. This isn't Gotham City. This isn't Saint Big Town. This is Big City. You don't just come in here saving whatever the heck you want to save, whenever the heck you want to save it, and then leave. We've got politics, I mean protocols in this town. We've got fire and police. We've got parks and wreck. You've got to do things through channels. That's all I'm saying. Superpal got my kitty out of the tree. Superpal's bestest best friend, Ed. Superpal's gotten a lot of cats out of a lot of trees. You know, that, that's his deal. He's been getting cats out of trees, and well, I don't know, since when we were kids. He felt an affinity for him. you know what I mean? And, and there was one time, there was one time... <laughs> Could you give me a minute? I, just give me a minute. I, I'm sorry. I guess I got something in my eye. I think what we're talking about here, boy, oh, what you have to keep asking yourself is this. Does Super Pal have his priorities straight? Parks and Rec Director, Dermot Malloy. He's been given the highest honors. We gave him an honorary gold rake from the Parks Department. We gave him one of them uh, pokey sticks that you pick up traps with. We give him a hat. It's just, okay, okay, I'll just say it straight out. The water tower and orphanage incident. I know it's still in the courts, but a 155-foot high tower is about to collapse and dump 2,256,000 gallons of cold water on a wee orphanage. It's teetering over the very brink of disaster. And what is the first thing that Super Pal does when he arrives? He climbs a tree and saves a damn cat. I love Super Pal. Kitty loves Super Pal, too. Hey, hey, Dell. Remember the first time we suckered Super Pal? Uh-oh, 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 yep. Louie and Dell, bad guys, Kuchiching County Moderate Security State Prison Facility. 
We put a little kitty up in a tree, and Super Pal came right to it. <laughs> he was like, it's okay, kitty, it's okay, I'll get you down, poor kitty. I couldn't believe how easy it was. Yeah, we robbed 12 quick marts that night. We had kitties and trees all over Big City, and he saved every one. <laughs> yeah, then you got rough with one of the kitties. I did not. Did too, you got rough. I just pulled its tail. Super Pal didn't like that. Where is where, the mayor? Where is the mayor? He's not available right now. He's gone into closed session with his staff to discuss personnel matters. I've got the DAR and the Chamber of Commerce all over me on this one. Who do we got? What superheroes are available? Come on, come on. Talk to me here. Uh, Phil, Phil. Uh, well, Mr. Mayor, a couple of the biggies are out. Mr. Incredulous is in Tokyo doing an autograph and collector show. He'd love to help out, but he just can't make it back in time. Uh, then there's Sprawl, you know, Spawn's sister. Oh, yeah, Sprawl. Uh, I like her uh, great tight outfit. Uh, get her. Uh, sorry, sir. She just signed an exclusive deal with Canada. She can't cross the border without breaking a lot of incentive clauses in her contract. Super pal fired Arnie, his publicist. Well, actually, he had me do it. And we fired his mom because we really didn't know what his mom did. So I say, hey, Super Pal, so what do you want to do? You're free! And I'm thinking he was probably going to go out and stop a speeding train or something. But no, Super Pal says he wants to design his own website. And I'm like, man, Super Pal, you do not even want to think about doing that. Because designing your own website will suck your brains out. I've seen it happen. But he went ahead. He just disappears into a secret bunker with a book on HTML. And I... I... I didn't see him for, like, a year. Sarah, you got any lines on any superheroes? Well, there's the Lummox, sir. He says he's in our corner, but he's just had surgery. He was having back spasms ever since he pulled an ocean liner across the Gobi Desert. The dog boy of Mendota doesn't return calls. And Java Woman is pregnant. You've got to be happy for her. Yeah, yeah, I know she's been trying for a long time. You do, you have to be happy for her. So, she says she's not taking on anything strenuous. She'd be glad to catch a bank robber or kick over a meth lab, but a comet is just not in the cards at this point. Dr. Dr. Schutz, Katie Rumba, CNN. Dr. Schutz, when you say that Comet Skippy is deadly, how lethal exactly is that? Uh, well, I'd say it's a lot more than just bad for your health. On the 1 to 10 Schwarzenegger scale of interplanetary deadliness, I'd give it an 11. Well, there is the League of Five, sir. Yeah, good. The League of Five, yeah. I, I like them. I don't know about the League, sir. There's been a lot of internal bickering and strife going on. It's worse than Fleetwood Mac. Oh, God. That Stevie Nicks is still hot after all these years. <laughs> how, uh, how about the monkey man? He's a local kid. He gets a big break right here in Big City, didn't he? He owes us. Get a hold of him. Uh, he's uh, kind of put the superhero thing on the back burner, Mr. Mayor. What do you mean, the back burner? Well, when his recording career and his run for governor crapped out, he took on a talk show on the <clears throat> Family Living Channel. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm fine, really, I'm fine. I, I can tell it now. Super Pal's bestest imaginary pal, Ed. Okay, okay. This is what took place. Me and Super Pal, because that's his name, man. I'm, I never heard anybody call him anything else, even his own mother, even when we was kids, just Super Pal. We were out playing one time, and we heard a cry for help. Well, I guess it was more like a meow meow for help, and Super Pal went right into super mode, man. 
He went right up the tree, right after that cat, no problem. And I tagged along. I followed it as fast as I could, and you know, just my luck, I fell down an abandoned mine shaft. Shoomp, right down it. And there were like skeletons and explosives down there. And, and, and mole people. I cried for help, and Super Pal came and got me out as fast as he could. He saved my life. He stopped the mole people. He saved the world, man. But when we got back to the tree, the kitty was gone. The, the kitty was gone. It just disappeared, man. We still don't know what happened to it. Uh, you see, I, I could have hung on longer. Mole people are slow. You know, I, I could have waited. Anybody could. But, but the kitties, who knows what happened to the kitties, all those little kitties, man. We may never know. So Super Pal vowed right there and then that it would never, never happen again. There, there would always, always be time for a kitty in a tree. Doctor, doctor, please, doctor, over here. Doctor Schutz, is there any chance, any outside chance at all, that Skippy will change course in the next few hours and strike St. Big Town instead of Big City? Well, uh, we were, of course, hoping that it would hit them and not us, but unfortunately this comet seems malevolently intent on complete and final destruction of big city. Doctor, 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 doctor please, uh, doctor, doctor. Yes, you in the back. Uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to ask. I dated the spawn for a while, and me and the big lummox went out a couple of times. He even asked me to marry him, but I wouldn't call any of it serious. Super Pal's a rebel, man. You know, he, he does things his own way. Always, always has been that way, man. He's, he's like the doer, and I'm like the thinker. You know, one time back in Stickville, when, when we were six, I said, Super Pal, man, you're going to do a lot of really cool things one day, and I'm going to write, uh, like, a graphic novel about it. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a publisher. Yes, yes, yes. We are quite certain that the comet is hard and crunchy on the outside and gooey in the middle. If it were the other way around and the comet was crunchy in the middle and gooey on the outside, this would not work in the world of classic Aristotelian physics. The goo would burn off. Okay, okay. We're kind of running out of superheroes here. Who's left? Super pal, sir. Super pal. That's all? Nobody else? No, sir. I guess we have no choice. Katie Rumba, CNN. While waiting for the mayor and his staff to return from Big City's secret community bunker, I ventured just outside and found Ed, Super Pal's bestest best pal, sitting on the curb in front of the Big Weasel Bar and Grill. Ed, would you mind if I sit down? No, no, uh, suit yourself. Ed, I want you to try something for us, would you? Sure. I want you to try to get inside, try to get inside Super Pal's super brain and super heart and answer this question. If Super Pal were to swallow something today, anything, what do you think he'd swallow? Wow, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's not the Cold War anymore, so I don't know about swallowing an atom bomb, even if you could find one. You don't know where those things have been. Do you think Super Pal would put a comet in his mouth? Well, yeah, well, uh, maybe, uh, you know, but, but it would have to be for a good cause, you know, like for saving America or mankind or something. If it was just lying there, I don't think he'd eat a comet. What do you think a comet would taste like? Chicken. Yeah. Chicken. Yeah, Arnie Storch here. Who do you want? Super Pal, right. 
Well, there are a lot of people looking for him. Who's asking? Oh, the mayor. Hey, mayor. Have you tried a secret bunker? No luck, huh? How about the abandoned mine shaft? Not there either. Wow. So a, a comet, huh? Well, the only other place would be Charisse's apartment. Oh, you tried that. Uh, she wouldn't let you in. No, I don't know what to tell you. When she's pissed, she's really pissed. Uh, doctor, yeah, yeah, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, doctor, 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 please. Well, I, uh, when the comet malevolently strikes big city, according to modern economic disaster theory, the neighborhoods with the least insurance will go first. <laughs> then the ground ripples will rise up through the blue neighborhoods, lifting them up 30 to 50 feet, and if there's any justice, they'll come down on the red neighborhoods. Uh, do you think Walmart will continue its usual hours after the comet hits? Most likely. When Superpel said he was going to take some time off to design his own website, I said, okay. But I said, come on, Superpel, you should bring in a consultant. But he says, no, I'm going to do it all by myself. And now look what happened. Doug Eradicate, the man behind Superblog, an online site dedicated to the exclusive coverage of superhero websites. His website sucks, man. It's not compact. It's inelegant. It's not intuitive. If you Google him, he's virtually invisible. He's not very Googleable. Maybe, maybe Google less. Google proof. Yes, SuperPal is entirely 100% Google proof. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, has there been any communication with SuperPal? Do you think he's aware of the situation? We're very optimistic. We've made every effort. Our people are in touch with his people. There's a lot of good dialogue. Not particularly in this paragraph, but a lot of good dialogue <laughs> going on. Yeah, yeah, you and back there. Uh, yes, uh, with only 15 minutes left before the comet strikes, are there any plans in place to evacuate Big City? Ah, what's the use? Superpal has gotten pretty choosy about the projects he works on. You know, if there was a kitty on the comet, he might be willing to get a little bit more involved. here at Candlelight Comet Vigil in suburban Big City. In the final minutes before Comet Skippy obliterates Big City, the faithful have gathered, creating an atmosphere that is introspective and subdued. Yet there is a feeling of anticipation, of undying hope, of waiting. I didn't like what I did, but it had to be done. I called up Superpal on his private, dedicated superline and told him there was a kitty on the comet. I'm not proud of that. He bought it right away. It got him off the couch. It got him up in the air. We'll just have to deal with the fallout later. Ooh, what's that up in the sky? Oh, I see it. I see it. They're Skippy. Super Pal's too late. What's that streaking toward the comet? Hooray! It's Super Pal! Oh, oh no. No, they're going to collide.
Yeah, no, we're really pleased. Super Pal did a great job, a bang-up job. He was our first choice to save Big City. Always was. We're happy with the results. It's a win-win win situation all around. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. Yes, uh, yes. yes. Uh, My understanding at this time is that Super Pal successfully, for the most part, diverted the comet away from Big City and forced the comet to land elsewhere. Uh, where exactly is that? Now, let me see if I've got that information here. Yeah, Texas. <laughs> the, <laughs> the comet landed on Texas. Any damage? Now, it says here, harmlessly. Yeah, it looks like it landed on Texas harmlessly. Or obliterated everything. Uh, there's conflicting reports on that. Was the military involved? Yeah, the military's always involved. Will there be a parade to honor Super Pal? You know, I don't think so. We haven't discussed it, but I'm kind of putting a parade in the no column. And I'll tell you why. Uh, why? I think this thing is probably going to play out is that Super Pal went ahead on his own accord, I might add, and dropped, no matter how inadvertently, dropped the comet right there on Texas. Texas, or who's ever left down there, is most likely going to be looking for someone to blame. They'll probably take some legal action against Big City. Big City will most likely have to turn around and seek unspecified damages from Super Pal. What's that have to do with the parade? Super Pal is still really pissed about the kitty not being on the comet. He tore the crap out of half of Texas looking for the cat. We're gonna have trust issues. You know, we've been talking about getting married. Maybe a house and a cat. I don't know. Maybe a hobby. Maybe two cats. Well, to be as candidly honest as possible, I just don't see suing a guy and then giving him a parade. It just doesn't make sense. Um, Mayor Minions. Yeah, you again. Uh, yes, Mr. Mayor, what if you gave Super Pal a parade first and then sued him later? Well, that does put a different spin on it. Uh, uh, let me take that up with the city council, and I'll get back to you. That was Super Pal. Hope you enjoyed the wacky, somewhat super adventure from Great Northern Audio Theater. Uh, that was originally performed at Convergence, uh, July 1st, 2005, live, written, produced uh, by Brian Price and Jerry Stearns. The theme was by Mike Wheaton, recorded by Chris Markman for the Great Northern Audio Theater. The cast consisted of Don Cosgrove, Charlie Meitzner, Sarah Marie Eschweiler, Tom, Tim Wick, Wendy Bellsby, Bill Way, Mary Drew, and Jerry Stearns. And, uh... Next week, we'll actually be chatting with Brian Price, one of the play's writers and producers. He's currently at World Horror Con now, and I guarantee you he has a lot of great insights into the work he's been doing, all the wonderful audio drama, and his uh, ideas of where the art form is going. In the meantime, you can sate your cravings for more news and reviews at www.radiodramarevival.com, where you can contact me, read the blog, download the podcast, and until next week, keep your mind and your ears open. Have a good week!